Previously on midlifing, I have the water so hot that I, I'm basically, uh, I use it as a contraceptive device. I'm just cooking my uh, my genitals to the point that they couldn't possibly produce anything that could make a human. You do put your whole body in the bath. I guess when you're talking about artisanal uh, bread, it, uh... <laughs> you know that that's, <laughs> you know that's not how it's said, because art is anal, but still. <laughs> My question today, I, I thought I wanted to talk about pleasure. Oh. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Oh, fantastic. Oh, and there's no question that that, precisely that thing you've just described, in which, and it's not about the not following the things on a recipe. It's not that, because I can use that as a skeleton, or I can follow a recipe very directly. I don't, it's not about not having to do that. It's more that the pleasure of recognizing all the things that are going on and the way in which they pass into into being capable of doing something, and mm. particularly in this case, because it's with my hands. Yeah. And it just brings yeah. me so much pleasure in a way that, you know, I spend a lot of time on computers and in lots of different contexts, but in, in a way that's very different from the pleasure of, say, cutting a film or editing editing video materials. Mm. Where does pleasure sit for you? Oh, it's just... I don't even know how to describe that. Mm. It's, it's the pleasure of making something, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's something that was just flour, water and salt. Yeah. In, the, in this particular instance, but mm-hmm. generally the pleasure of making something, this didn't exist and now it exists. And also the pleasure of doing that in a way that hasn't, is a sort of minimal tax on yeah. the world. And also that it's taken me time to be able to do that. It's not something I could do immediately. Plenty of failures along the way. And so there's something about that combination and also hell, the taste, right? You know yeah. the actual thing itself, mm-hmm. but but that's but yeah the it's like the pleasure of understanding something, mm. you know, with my hands and with my senses and yeah I, I don't know else how to how would you ask that how would you respond to that question Oh I would I wouldn't even begin to know how to how to unpack it um, I think you know the the just listening to you think through pleasure in relationship to one very specific task has just been really um illuminating because i i don't know i don't know how to answer that question because i suppose i wasn't thinking down this route when i was thinking that we might talk about pleasure ah. i think i think the reason it came up was in the last time we chatted you talked about um your memory of school being mostly one of pleasure yes and i and i remember hearing you say that word and sort of it catching on my ear in a particular way and thinking Mm. huh pleasure that's a really interesting word to evoke your schoolhood days because pleasure tends to be connected to something sensorial 
Um, and then at the same time, of course, you were in your body during your school days. Why wouldn't that be? Yes, a my senses were, were still functioning. Or yeah, exactly that. But just it's just getting that, revved that, up. In fact, yeah, I was. So I was. I was kind of thinking about what the role pleasure has in our lives, and mm. also to what degree has pleasure been actively. Um, do I, I? I'm not trying. I'm not sure if I want to say sidelined or reduced or I don't know what the word is, but it's just that sense that pleasure is something. Okay, so um, mm. in the 1974 film, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Um, towards the end, uh, you've got Frankenfurter who sings, "Give yourself over to absolute pleasure." And then right. swim the warm waters of sins of the flesh. And there's that very strong correlation between absolute pleasure and physical abandon. And the use of the word sin is in there. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, it's just kind of like the idea that pleasure is somehow self-serving. Yes. Pleasure-seeking. Yes. It's somehow... It's hedonism. Exactly, yeah. And I just found myself reflecting upon your use of the word pleasure to connect to your school days and thinking, well, that's not hedonistic. It's it's really is quite, um, it's such a joy to think about in a way because actually, um, if I think about it now, the nature of these conversations is profoundly pleasurable for me. And you can hear that because we're laughing or I'm laughing mm. a lot. And, and it reminds me of the kind of the way in which conversations as a teenager. <laughs> so I guess it's not surprising that we're... Um, we laugh at bum holes. <laughs> <laughs> that we have a pretty low bar, a low threshold for, um, for, for humour. Sorry, dear listeners, that uh, perhaps yours is lower than ours. Let us know. Write us at uh, info at Let, Let's be honest. If, if people are still listening to us at this point, they've gotten used to the fact that we laugh at crap things. But, but it's something about the pleasure of sparking and being sparked that I'm finding out, I'm being found out uh, of recalling things. And, and yes, this is through conversation in a way that it might have been, you know, at school or clearly these kinds of conversations going on. And, but also, you know, just sort of just physically larking about, yeah. you know, and, and so th- this this, and for me, it is a sensorial. The, the sensorial thing, which you've just described, is is a really important thing. That my, it's like a, a kind of vibing of the senses, yeah. And that might be in conversation. It might be with a loaf of bread. It might be, you know. But there's there's something about the, oh, just yeah. Like it's. I mean, it sounds a bit academic, but kind of being with something or someone. You know, and and to me, that's uh, there's nothing. I mean, sure, sex is super pleasurable, right? It's not like if those are the first things that come to mind, that's great, right? No problem, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. kink shaming here, right? No, of course not. Um, but then, well, what else is there? I think there's something profound when we are with others making things, and we, you and I are doing this now, right? It's, yeah, uh, it's, uh, absolutely. It's, it's so, as small and and as uh, insignificant as it might be. Um, and this, like to me, that is profoundly pleasurable. It's so mm. much more than anything that are the kind of de- the regular demands of, of generating an income or... Yeah. Yeah, just so much more. Well, I remember reading an article that said something along the lines of, don't make a decision that makes you happy 
make a decision that will challenge you. Mm. And for about a week, I thought, ooh, that feels like a, that feels like ever such good advice. And the longer I sat with it, the longer I, the, the more I just thought, that's <laughs> dreadful. What <laughs> awful advice. Because it's that mindset of pleasure being somehow wicked or sinful or pointless. And surely, as long as it's having no impact on other people, your happiness should be something that you pursue. Mm. I, mean, I find the idea of abstemiousness for the sake of it or the idea of privation for the sake of it really difficult. Oh, it's really... I, this is, I, I find myself really um, agreeing, like I really do, and yet there's also part of me which goes, oh, it's, it's, it touches on that the, 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 the last part of one of a recent episode about community, which is... Which is what is the cost of my happiness, or what yeah. are the, what are the costs of my happiness? Mm. And I guess that's your hinting at that when you say that as long as it does no harm to others, mm. or I might add to the planet, um, yeah. you know, what resources yeah. are needed in order for you or for us or for one to pursue um, uh, pleasure. But if we're talking about pleasure being derived from being with, if we're talking about pleasure being derived from the production of something that gives us joy and i think that's i think to me that's the distinction or that it might be a useful distinction where does pleasure sit with me to go back to your initial question it Mm -hmm. and i'm not suggesting that this should be of others but that it's that there's something about recognizing my role in something and with and with someone or as i say something and that there's a kind of it's 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 anything but passive or consumptive. It's I'm actively in this thing and and it's 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 buzzing with possibility and like to me that's yeah I'm 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 right there and that can that can happen in the most curious of circumstances you know in a teaching situation it can happen in all sorts of um, quite surprising places I guess but I think I'm really taken by this idea of being with and it does in many respects, pick up on some of the things that we kind of left almost unfinished when we had the conversation about community. I enjoy watching telly. Yeah, I, I, find, it, I find it quite uh, diverting. But really, uh-huh. when, I get, when I get pleasure from it, it's because I'm engaged in it with somebody else and it's what comes out of the process uh-huh. of talking about it. So... Bob and I, our Saturday morning ritual is for me to get up and make something for breakfast. This morning it was scones. Um, you, just uh, for all our listeners, um, if you uh, ever get the opportunity to, to have some of Lee's scones, he is a far more than competent scone maker. He is a, I would say, a master scone maker. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered They're by that They're worth every crumb. Oh, wow. I've been using a new recipe that allows me to press my sourdough discard into service. Oh, which is so a, they're a lot sourdough uh, base. They, they're sourdough based scones. scones. Yeah, so I make a, I, depending on what's in the fridge, sometimes I can use half sourdough, half double cream, half sourdough, half yogurt, mm. half sourdough, half so you've milk. You've been press ganging your sourdough discards. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing a lot of that. I just, yeah. I can't. 
the idea of tipping it down the sink just makes me... I did it for that years. That feels... <gasps> so wasteful. Yeah. So it wasteful. is, isn't how it? Much, it? How is. much flour and water I've thrown out. Yeah, because you, you get to a point where you can only give it to so many people before they start going, can you stop? <laughs> can you stop trying to make me make... I'm never going to make sourdough. So effectively, all I'm doing is outsourcing my disposal. Which is, you know, as we all know from um, Marie Kondo, it's not something you mm. should do. Don't no, give your stuff away. Not. No, you should make scones with the things that you find laying around. <laughs> this book isn't working for me. Mm, Liquidize scone. it. Add make butter. a scone. Exactly. Um, so we had. So yeah. So we'll make. I'll make breakfast um, and and take the breakfast goods up to Bob. And um, we then, while we eat our whatever breakfast goods we happen to be eating in bed, we will then watch the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings. And then you go and dangle. dangle. (laughs) (laughs) Then I go and and jump in the bath. But the pleasure is very rarely from watching the show. Uh. It's from pausing the show and saying, oh, well, I just fundamentally disagree with that decision. What were they thinking? So today, yeah. Bob and I were in high dudgeon about the person who was eliminated because we, <laughs> I believe we both were yelling quite loudly at one another that it was objectively clear, as if in a competition anything could be objectively clear, but still that's the language we used. Yeah. It was objectively clear that Denali was better in that lip sync than Olivia Lux. How yes, Denali was so. skilled and Olivia was just competent. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly. So the joy, the pleasure comes from being in the moment with Bob, not from watching these two people mm. sing. Hey, so pretend to sing. When I said being with Mm. What did you think I meant? Just out of curiosity. Not, I don't think oh. I was being opaque, but just so I think, I just want to be sure we're talking about the same thing because I think we are. I th- but yeah, no, I, I think I, I think I understood you to be to mean that you were in. Um, I don't want to say in dialogue with because that's not quite right, but that you're in in a process with in. Oh. I, I can't. I, I sort of almost can't unpick it because being with just feels so eloquent. But because that, because like if it's bread, right? It's like I'm not yeah. in a dialogue with it. No, because obviously it's not. It's not linguistic. But well, you that are, would be great, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, Meet yeah. me here. <laughs> <laughs> but you're. Re- it's relational. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, okay, well, okay. I'm going to pause. If we were to believe, like, sort of the writings of somebody like Donna Haraway, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's relational because we're embracing the idea of the 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 thingness of the object that you're working with, and that it has agency beyond what you impart to it. But it has agency of its own, yeah, non-human I, agency. Yeah, and I think I'm I think I'm kind of there. Yeah, right. I, I think I spend enough time with a dog. Oh yeah. To think that you know, if I'm only going to be thinking about human agency, I'm. <laughs> I'm ignoring probably 75% of my exchange with the world, Except, which is done through. Yeah. Although, you know, it's a fetch, though, isn't it, to say that, that my bread has agency. And yet, it's changing. I think it's not... A f- I don't think it's a stretch to say that your bread has agency. I think the stretch is if we are only seeing the world from the anthropocentric. Sure. And if we're only going to give... And this is, you know, I- I'm going to sound a little teacherly by occupying an exclusively anthropocentric worldview that's why we end up with plastics in the ocean and not giving a shit about anything else because we assume that we have primacy over everything else as opposed to thinking well we're just a moment and this big old ball of rock won't have us forever Mm. thank fuck for the ball of rock hey yep we are a blip that's for sure 
Oh, for sure. And that's that, the thing. Yeah, it is the the discrepancy between the the our blippiness and yeah. and the idea that we're not yeah. that we live our lives as if we're not. Absolutely, and I find as much as I think that you know, as much as I listen to Greta Thunberg and think, wow, that is a clarity and a certainty and a and a purpose that I am I am so envious of. I also find myself going, just let us all just just fuck everything up until we just burn. It's all right. Something else will come along. But, you but know, that's, so that's, that is a kind of hedonistic, potentially, I, isn't it, a hedonistic it, kind of, I think it could be seen uh, as just hedonistic. Just do whatever I want. It's, there's no well, I don't point. think that I'm saying do whatever I want. Uh, you see, this is where I get caught in my own, you know. I don't think that's what you were saying, but I'm just saying it could it be could read. Be that that, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. I think what I mean is, as much as I think it's awful that um, that that as custodians of the planet, we've done such a piss poor job of it. I also think that the hubris that the world somehow needs us is tricky as well. Yeah. But, you know, that it will continue. And, and I think there's this sense that but we, it will be less rich than, than it, than because of our, you know, because we'll disappear and then the world will be less rich. It's kind of like, well, really, will it? You sure? It's just, yeah, it's just our perspective on it, and when we're not here, that perspective won't be there. I'm but sure I, dinosaurs were wandering around thinking, "Oh my God, we're amazing! <laughs> Look at that pterodactyl! Look at it fly!" Yeah, I love that. I I really like that way in which you've um, drawn a line from a very it's a it's a very steep line, and um, if that's the right way to describe it, but uh, from being the the agency uh, of being with uh, a inanimate loaf of bread or an, an no an animate loaf of mm. bread that it's it's uh, it's certainly um changing in time um at the very least uh and to and the possibility of taking pleasure from of being with that thing and creating and working that material uh to uh, a particular kind of brazen attitude to the world around us, and the scale of that attitude. I, I love. I love the. I love that um, profundity of that thread, that line. I think the the line is potentially lovely, but I think the the hubris behind. And I guess I'm catching myself in in thinking about it. And I I do know that. I'm able to say, ah, fuck it, just let it all burn. Not in a sense that I think we should use all the planet's resources, but because I don't have children. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a concern about, I don't have a concern about lineage or legacy in the same way. So I feel like I'm divorced from that conversation and perhaps it allows me to go, humanity is just a moment and it's okay if that moment stops. But even but it but that's true whether you have children or not. It is true, but I think that people who have children probably cling to the idea that how dare you be so profligate? Although weirdly they're the ones being profligate mm-hmm. with with resources because one might argue yes. having children is a deeply damaging thing to do well to it's not even an argument really well no well yeah i know but I mean, it's I, a difficult which is thing very to say, easy for it? you and i to say well yeah it is it is really easy for us to say but i mean it's a it, it's something that yeah it's something that i um 
I, I bump up against a lot the 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 entitlement of people who have bred. <sighs> I'm cutting this out, but I just you know. think I just uh, you know I just uh, I just want to do a dad joke, which is you know people who have bred and I've got bread. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but what you've bred is more delicious than what they have. <laughs> Holy Miller, you are I know, appalling. I don't mean, I don't yeah, mean you'll, that. You, you will Bruce Springsteen the fuck out of that line, won't you? Yeah, I will. I probably will Bruce Springsteen the fuck out of quite a lot of this this bit here because it's kind of like... Yeah, people don't like to hear it. No, people don't like to hear that. Yeah. that you know, I, I, I remember being... Um, School isn't quite the right word. I think I remember the story, actually, but I would like to hear it again just to make sure it is the same story. It, it, it is probably the same story, which was that somebody with multiple children <laughs> off, offered a critique to me of the fact that I was <laughs> travelling on an aeroplane. <laughs> and and I, I humbly suggested that. Did you humbly suggest it? I humbly suggested that had he had a vasectomy at 18 and lived more lightly on the planet than he did, I might be able to accept his critique of my lifestyle. But as it was, he could fuck right off unless he was prepared to sacrifice one of them in a volcano. <laughs> Volcano. It seems like an appropriate way to to dispose of children. Um, You might as well appease the volcano gods. Mm. I'm not sure we should. uh, This this is the incinerating children episode. You know, we're going to really we're challenging our listeners right here, right now. We are, we we are, and I I am. I mean, obviously, it's it's that weird place where I'm talking about stuff in the abstract because I have children in my life who I probably would throw myself into a volcano to prevent ah, them being same in here. one same here and uh, and i i don't need to have made them yeah to to feel yeah. you know a you would deep... trade you would trade yourself oh. to save them oh god yeah yeah, yeah i you yeah. know yeah. A, 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 <laughs> unconditionally I suspect, uh-huh, but i suspect i'd do that also for the dog so you know i mean <laughs> i'm i'm not i this don't the think low I'm... bar the low bar yeah. of your yeah. ability to well, sacrifice yourself isn't that interesting i don't know if it is a low bar or if it's actually, it tells you how much I think about those children. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, yeah, go on. You no, know, no, no. It's because, like, yeah, I, I actually care quite deeply about my dog, and I'm, I'm, I'm increasingly as I get older, stopping feeling like I need to be apologetic about that. Oh, you know that. But that you've felt that, that before. Being apologetic about, yeah, 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 about yeah. loving your dog. Well, like when a dog dies and when you go into a process of mourning, it's like, well, it's not a person. It's like, no, I spent much more time with this creature than I have with any other person. It's f- a fuck sight more important in this moment. I know it's not in the grand scheme of things, but then we're back to this idea of Sentience. according to whom. Exactly. Agency. According, yeah, 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 yeah. According to the, the, the principles of the anthropocentric worldview that says we are the crown of creation. Yeah. Yeah. To quote piece by Rimini Protocol. Who does really get to decide that stuff, eh? That's, you know, that is, a, it's a little bit touching on, uh, we spoke about, um, uh, it was the episode about fandom. Mm. Mm. And who am I to say that you or someone shouldn't follow that football team and yeah. fo- and spend your entire life savings following them around? The, you know, like, yeah. really? I mean, I, it's yeah. part of me just goes, come on, really? Really? But I cannot. I'm in no, no. position to. My no, values, it, the things I care about, my loaves of bread, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have no more value. Absolutely. The things that we waste our resources on. Finding pleasure. 
Exactly that. And that they are, those people who are following those football teams, those people who are going to the comic conventions, they are living in joy. Oh, but I thought a portmanteau was something like when you took two words... And squashed them and together. S- yes. Yeah, but we've in- got... We've got words in, in common usage that were squashed together ages ago. Oh, sure, and sure. And you're going to ask me for an example. <laughs> I can't think of one. But they wouldn't be new anymore. So oh, bankrupt is one I heard just the other day. Lil was telling me about it. Oh, we're going to have to hit pause. Tell me about bankrupt. Um, it comes from, it actually comes from Italian. And Does it? And I'm going to get it a little bit wrong because, Good. you know, that's my style. But banca, <laughs> um, uh-huh. it means bank, but also uh-huh. it came from the word bench and rotto is broken mm-hmm. and it used to be that there were money lenders in squares and they would s- effectively sit behind a bench and if you came and took your uh, you know got some borrowed some money from them um that's how that's how that was done via these uh, banca or mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the plural would be but anyway and um if there was some kind of problem with that particular call it a business but person mm-hmm. The, the people that ran the the local community would come and break, literally break that break bench. bench. And so bancarotta, I guess in this case, uh, broken bank, and it's uh, became bankrupt. Ha! Huh. Cool, huh? Wow, that that's, is That's cool. from a podcast. It's from a podcast called Kangaroo English, and I put. I will definitely put if this makes the cut. Or you, yeah, well, oh, it's, this is making the cut. Then, I'm not um, sure if anything on either side will, but this will. <laughs> then uh, and you don't Bruce Springsteen the hell out of it. Then um, I will um, put a link to that particular episode in the show notes. Mm. Cool, oh, lovely. 